This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. A couple leftovers from the owners' meetings I don't think we discussed, but Matt Eberflus talked about a couple positional changes. Or not even changes, but solidified some guy, where some guys will play. Wanted to get your reaction and just maybe refresh memories of some of our listeners here. So, Tevin Jenkins could be inserted at left guard because of Nate Davis being established as the right guard. Tevin Jenkins at left guard is kind of a new concept to consider for a lot of people on on defense. uh, Tremaine Edmonds is going to be the middle linebacker. He's not going to be the weak side linebacker in the Shaq Leonard role. This is going to be the guy man in the middle. He's going to be the Brian Urlacher kind of clone in theory and T.J. Edwards is going to play the weak side linebacker where we thought it might be reversed because of T.J. Edwards' success in the middle for the Eagles uh, in the middle calling the defenses. I, I wonder what you thought about those three things specifically because those are three, you know, not they're subtle but not insignificant moves. No, I think those are very notable, and I'm proud of you for for saying Tremaine Edmonds and T.J. Edwards because that's going to gum us up all yeah, year. It's going it to be is. difficult. Yeah. I've been calling him T.J. Walker here and there because of uh, <laughs> P.J. Walker. Yeah, right. so you got D.J., P.J., T.J., uh, Edmonds, Edwards, all those things. We'll Look, get to like, P.J. in a second. The, the most notable thing to me that came out of Matt Eberflus's assessment of Tremaine Edmonds is this idea that the ball production that has been missed Thing for five years in Buffalo can be taught. You're going to have some skeptics on that. Color me right. skeptical until I see it, you know, because a lot of times you can say, hey, you can coach this into a player. You can emphasize it, and all of a sudden it'll unlock something that's within him that has never been shown before. That happens on occasion. It also doesn't happen frequently. Well, and so I'm really also- curious to see kind of – uh, wasn't that also the argument against Rokon Smith is that he wasn't going to be that guy because he never had been and, and you can't really expect the player to change and yet now we're being told that this is what to expect from Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah, correct. And so so it is complicated and it's worth watching their developmental plan for Edmonds to see how he does and then it'll be worth watching 
uh, Edwards <laughs> try to function in a, in a position that should allow him production. Now, the production he had in Philly, it's notable and it's significant just because this was a guy who, who climbed the ladder uh, and, and took himself from from nothing on draft weekend into a guy who could be a, a you know, reliable contributing starter on a team that played for the Super Bowl. But he was also playing behind one of the best defensive fronts in football. And we've mentioned how deficient the Bears defensive front is currently three weeks before the draft. So we're going to have to see what what TJ Edwards has in his game that that can take those around him up a level when those around him aren't taking him up a level. That's going to be interesting. Tevin Jenkins to me is, is, is super interesting, David, because there was this uh, odd perception outside of Hellas Hall in Chicago in 2022 that he had had some sort of remarkable breakthrough. And I don't know where that started or where it came from. I thought he made a really nice transition from tackle into the guard position and showed flashes of promise in there. But again, I just keep going back to 11 games over two seasons that he's played uh, more than 50% of the offensive snaps. You've got dependability issues there. You have durability issues there. I was going back last week during the owners meetings after Ryan Poles told us that left guard will be the place that he starts the, the spring at. And, and that they're going to work with him there uh, to, to, to remember all the things that Tevin's been through. Obviously, you remember the back surgery that came during training camp of his rookie season. Well, last year, there was that whole absence for the first week and a half of, of training camp with an injury that was never disclosed. And there was that mystery there. Well, then you get into the, the regular season and there, there's neck issues and there's, you know, the, the, the game where Tevin was um, – not inactive, <laughs> but was basically, I'm only available in case of an emergency. There's a lot of things that the folks inside Hallis Hall need to see from Tevin Jenkins to lock him into their long-term plans. And right now, moving him again, positionally, I've, it's just one side of the center to the other, is notable because it tells you that he is not a guy that they are 100% um, emphatically in belief that he is going to be a difference-making starter for their next championship team. Are they putting bruised egos on the injured list or injury list every week yet? Because maybe it's something that it's very mysterious. He's a guy that you can't figure out, but he does have the loaded word potential. He is a guy that the bears drafted relatively high. And you would think that he has something in there that might be worth, you know, giving every, trying him anywhere and exhausting every option. So And the other thing is, Dan, it's always about who is the alternative. What is your alternative at left guard? Is it Cody Whitehair or is Cody Whitehair going to be your center? That may be your best five. And if they're always talking about playing the best five and Tevin Jenkins is one of them and gives you an element of toughness when he plays, I could see that. And good grief, you better find somebody in the draft on day one or day two that you can introduce and say, this guy is going to be a starter in week one, and we believe that he's going to be a starter on our offensive line for six or seven years. You have to go there because you can't go through a season where everyone says the offensive line is horrible, that offensive line is horrible, and then trick yourself into thinking, well, Braxton Jones is is, is a promising player, and Tevin Jenkins has got great potential, and Cody's been here for a while. You can't have it both ways. Either they're, they're, they're deficient or they're satisfactory, and it feels like there's been a lot of mental gymnastics gymnastics being done on both sides of that balance beam. You've got four picks in the top 64. You've got to find at least one of those picks that you consider an anchor on your offensive line. Ideally, there could be two starters that you would envision being, you know, those guys. But from 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 the draft to week one, you've got to pick one guy either on draft night or in the first, you know, four among the top 64 picks that you could say is that guy. So 
I'll save this for a couple minutes up the road, but I agree with you, right? Like, and, and it, somebody has to be that guy, and you have to walk into your first mini camp practice with a better feeling about your offensive line than you had at the end of last season. You just have no to. Doubt they about just, it. They no. spent the entire year trying to figure that out, never figured it out, and now th- there's no time to waste because, again, you have already started loading the truck for the No Excuses Tour for Justin Fields in 2023, which, oh, by the way, may have a European stop on it. Uh, but we have to make sure that we remove excuses week by week by week so that we get the true evaluation of who this guy is as a quarterback and, and the true evaluation of what direction the Bears franchise is headed. So you're exactly right. I, I, I agree with that. I want to ask you a question. You brought up Justin Fields. I want to talk about the backup quarterback position for a second. Uh, I don't know what the status is of Trevor Simeon signing with the Bengals, but I do know the NFL Network reported that he visited Cincinnati. And so I know the Bears took care of their backup quarterback uh, spot with, with PJ Walker, the you know one of three Hornets that Hornets, <laughs> one of three uh, Panthers <laughs> that are now uh, with the Bears. They took the shuttle from Charlotte, and they also re-signed with Nathan Peterman, who is basically a camp arm, but he's a guy who's been in the system. Dan, I, what does that say, if anything? I mean, was Simeon that bad of a fit? Were they that mad because he got hurt in pregame warmups? Was was he dissimilar in ways that you know were, weren't as obvious because they totally pivoted away from him? I think he still, you know, and and the obvious question is maybe it's simplistic, but if he's good enough to be a backup for a team with Super Bowl aspirations, one snap away from taking over that team in Cincinnati, why would the Bears move on from that kind of certainty? Well, first of all, I was checking my notes to see if I missed the Larry Johnson signing with all the ex-Hornets that were coming <laughs> to, play, to play for the Bears. Folks. <laughs> <laughs> but look, like I think Ryan Poles believes that that PJ Walker gives them a um, more similar game to Justin Fields and a more sk- similar skill set. I think that they, the the Bears were. I don't want to say taken off guard, but whatever one level below taken off guard was at. The Jets week, just in this, this from the standpoint of you had some questions coming out of Atlanta on whether Justin was going to be able to play. And then when it became clear that he wasn't going to be able to play, well, now all of a sudden you had this this really rushed and urgent um, process to try to mold the offense around the guy that was going to have to start a game for you in New York. And I think it made a lot of people in that building really uncomfortable. I'm like, man, we had to do a lot in a, a, a very short amount of time just to try to get ourselves up to speed to even be competitive in a game, which as you remember, they weren't all that competitive in after the, you know, the first quarter. Um, so, so stylistically, I think there's some things that, that really drew them to PJ Walker. I think they saw some things on his, his tape uh, it, during the times where he was called in to be an emergency starter that impressed them. And it was just a, a situation of turning the page now what was really interesting if you remember that nathan peterman made that that week 18 start in that game that no one will ever remember for for the history of time uh and and he sort of expressed some um weird feelings about what went on the the morning of the jets game saying like like you didn't want to talk about it he you know he didn't really know how he went from being the named starter an hour and a half before kickoff to being back in a backup role well nathan peterman resigned with the bears last week and so they've got qb3 uh to to, to run them through uh offseason drills and to take a bunch of reps in the preseason in august and and so so peterman's back in the fold um but but Simeon isn't. So it is what it is. And, and you know, as you know, in Chicago, 
there is a certainty that you will see two quarterbacks in a season. There is a near certainty in a lot of years that you'll see three. Well, that's why it's a big deal. And I also wonder this, what is the certainty or what is the probability that they draft a quarterback? We always ask that they never do, but I wonder, does this season feel different because of, you know, Justin Fields, you know, they're leaning into him. They are investing in him, but that also means that, you know, it'd be great to have somebody to develop that has similar style uh, approach to, to playing quarterback. I, I just don't know when they do it, if they yeah. do it this year. Too, too many holes to fill on this roster to do that. I, really? one, there, there, are, there are two conversations, David, to me during draft season that drive me crazy annually. The first one is, oh, you got to stay true to your board. I've talked about it before on this this podcast that staying true to the, the board is, is one of the, the dumbest rationalizations that I've ever heard because the board is wrong every year in every single building in the NFL. No one has ever had a board that's come close to looking like it's, you know, even – 60% accurate. So the board is just a board. It's, it's, it, it's, it's how you, you, you set players. Anyway, that's a side rant for another day. The other one is that you have to draft a quarterback. You have to draft a quarterback. Go look at the stats of day three quarterbacks that turn into everything. I get it. Brock Purdy was playing at a high level for a high level offense in San Francisco last year. And so the appeal is like, Oh, why didn't we get that guy uh, that no one was looking at to, to become our starter day three guys wash out quicker than 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 the laundry and 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 so like this idea that you have to 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 draft and develop a guy every year you 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 find players you like and 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 forcing the issue just to have another quarterback in the building that you can take a swing at it doesn't pan out go go look at the new york jets history of of quarterbacks both day one day two day three that they've taken over time and then tell me uh, about how you need to have a quarterback every year anybody heard from bryce petty recently (laughs) you know you know like like i'm still looking for dan lefevre (laughs) <laughs> but, 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 right. but but again, but but okay, I, I know what you're David saying. David fails, it, right? That's the last day three yeah, quarterback the Bears rolled the was, dice. Who was the guy? Nathan Enderley, right? We can, I can top you. I can think. I would go way back. How about Craig Krenzel? Doctor Krenzel, to you. Awesome. Had, had a great 2004 year, right? But okay, th- that's true, and I think you can have the math to back it up. But I also think that if you're a franchise as tortured at the position as the Chicago Bears are. I would want to think you would, you know, want to increase your chances to fail or to succeed. So I would want to buy extra lottery tickets or at least one more. I know I may not be, yeah, I, I know I just need to have that extra linebacker because I can't find another guy to cover kicks. But I almost think that if you're going to spend it on an extra position and you are the Bears where you are, largely because you could never find a quarterback, I might want to try to change my luck by doing things a different way. Go Costanza. Do the opposite. <laughs> so if you're tempted to draft a linebacker, don't in the fifth round or sixth round. Don't draft an offensive lineman or defensive lineman, even though you have needs screaming that you do that. Go quarterback. Find some guy from Iowa State or Colorado State or the Pac-12, goodness sakes. Find a quarterback that you can go to and maybe emerges in camp and, and delights Chicago on an August you know, preseason game. I don't know, Dan, the more I'm around, the more I lament the fact they don't draft quarterbacks often enough. I'm giving you homework then because you're, you're, you're emphatic about this. You got homework for next week in this episode. You're going to go get me three day, three quarterbacks that you're okay. enamored with. That I you will. Want the Bears to take a I swing on Saturday how, in the draft. I didn't realize how passionate I was about it. So I started talking about it. <laughs> I want them to draft a quarterback and that's going to be my go, mandate go, this year. Go, go get, go get me three of them and, and we'll, we'll size them up and we'll right. figure out, we'll I figure out what they're going to become. Three day, three 
quarterbacks that were drafted that were worth the pick. I will find that. Do they have to be Bears? No. No, I'm, t- I'm talking and I'm talking in this class. I, I'm oh, talking this about class? this class. I want, I, want, I want three names this okay. year that oh, you're awesome. so intrigued awesome. by that they have to – like this even easier. I, I will. Mean, Kyle, even Kyle Orton, I think, you know, the, the draft may not have been three days yet when he was picked. That was the one in a round four selection. His that they, beard was older than the draft when he was drafted. And he helped the Bears to the playoffs when when, when Rex got hurt, right, and played, played a, a, at a level that earned him a lot of respect in that locker room. There are examples out there. I'm just telling you percentage. Wise, it's not what everyone thinks it is, and and like you know, like the Packers, they used to get right. oh you know they, they've got Favre and 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 Rodgers, and they, they're not scared right like like Kurt whatever Red Hunley, Hunley, and look who else they drafted <laughs> Jordan Love. Oh wait, all right, no, he was the Bad first example. Under. They okay, wanted it, right. it caused, okay. caused some hurt feelings. 